You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hanging with the Hitman. Todd Gilbert, that is me, through the magic of the internet, is in fact hanging with the hitman. What's up, man? Yes. We, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing here on a rainy day? It ain't just a clever name, man. We are hanging. Hanging. Yeah, it's yeah. raining, and it's sleeting, and it's making Dude, noise on the roof. Can I you hear that, out, though? I had to go outside today, right? Yeah. Now, for people like us, going outside isn't always fun. I like to stay at home yeah. where all my stuff is. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I went outside, man, and it, it looks like rain from inside until you walk yeah. outside and you get pelted with hail. I was actually outside in it earlier doing some running around before all this was supposed to get real bad and it had just started. So it's like doing that sleet rain, like just about to get to freeze. If you stay in one place more than about, I don't know, Two minutes, it's going to freeze up. So just keep moving is what my plan was today. Yeah, so, yeah it was I, great. No, so just a few minutes ago, the mail hadn't come, probably because of the weather. And I was just upstairs before we started this. And I asked Laura, I said, oh, um, did you get the mail? She goes, no, I just tried to get it a few minutes ago. And it just now got here. And then when she said that at my A-L-E-X-A device, said, ding, ding your package has arrived. And I'm like, Laura, can you go out there and get the mail? Because I really can't because our uh, driveway is a sheet of ice right now. And I'm not ready to go uh, ice skating right now. I just not, I'm not into yeah. that right now. I went on an ice skating adventure. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, um, have you ever done the splits while uh, having that happen while you're doing it? Thank, thankfully, no. Uh, my, yeah, thankfully my, that I, yeah. My career in pro wrestling has made it so, uh, there's no splits. I just know how to catch myself so I don't die. Exactly. That's how I've always, you know, from day one, from walking and knowing that things like this will happen where you trip or somebody trips you, or maybe you're just like just clumsy or whatever and you fall. And there's a way to almost like a stunt man to know how to fall because if you don't fall right, it's going to mess you up even more. Yeah. You so are not going to have that. a good time. And we would learn that we know that we think of things before we do them. Don't you think like, well, when I walk down here, okay, I'm a, I see that there is a uh, railing up there about four feet. So I'll start with grabbing that. You know, <laughs> I had this whole plan on my, you know, in my head a lot of times. That's one of those not, things. That, not everything always goes according to plan. It never does. No, it <laughs> usually does. I got to knock on wood once again, because I just feel like somehow I just put myself in a jinx position. In the in the immortal words of Eddie Floyd, you got to knock on wood. Oh, wood! Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So That's yeah, for, for those of you listening in who may not know what we're talking about, we live in the most unpredictable state in the world. That's Michigan, mm-hmm. where it's 50, 40, 10, 30, 80, 10, 50. You know, it alternates. Um, in a twenty-four hour basis. Yeah, it really does. So it's it's it a constant adventure, especially for uh, people like me and Brett, who uh, might have challenges in in physical I challenges. I think what in we life. like to call this 
we're weather challenged. Oh, we're yeah, I like that. I like. If that. there's another um, word for you know dealing with the outside uh, elements, we can like use that, that too. Um, yeah, that's nice. Weather yeah. challenged. I like. Yeah, we we're weather. No, we literally are weather challenged. Right. I need to make. Oh, a I shirt. think Laura Wynn got the mail because the. Yeah, is that your ring? Your ring thing. My ring on my door. It's telling me that <laughs> somebody's at my front door. I'm thinking it's Laura. Went and got the mail. She said she's gonna go get it right after her TV show was over. So it must be that time. So, you know, uh, in the past week since we've uh, last graced the universe with our presence via po- via podcasting, mm-hmm. um, anything, any exciting adventures in your world happened in the past week? Well, I was just going to add, well, I mean, this is very recent because it was last night. And I like to keep, when it's fresh in my mind, I like to like talk about things, you know, right. and I would just like to, without spoilers, um, I watched on Peacock last night. I watched Megan because I'd been wanting oh, to watch it, yeah. you know, and they mm-hmm. have it on Peacock now. So I watched it. Um, and it's, I, <laughs> I love James Wan. Yeah. Is the that director? who made that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I wanted he also the, he made he made the Conjuring movies. Um, okay, the first two, mm-hmm. uh, the first two Insidious films. Mm. Uh, he did the first Saw movie. Uh, oh, okay, he, he's awesome. He's awesome. Oh. Yeah, he is. I that's one of those directors. I guess I didn't really isn't on my radar as it as I guess I could say, but I uh, thought it was almost. I don't know is it if it's just me or if I'm just used to like big blockbuster films or whatever but the 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 woman that plays the mother that we talked about what is her name again i don't remember the the you mean the the aunt the girl that's yes the i'm main, sorry yes, the main the, the main yeah, character yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah she the aunt, she the, the first thing i saw her in was get out yeah me too that's what we were talking about i just i thought you might have known because i think you might have told me this what her name was before but i can't remember but is it just me or even with that movie that she was in with the get out movie, the new movies that are coming out. They're not as, um, and it's kind of cool. Cause they're more story based. They're not a lot of either. Now you have movies like this, or you have the big, you know, star Wars and the big, uh, all the production stuff. You don't yeah. really have like an in between anymore. It's almost like an indie film or a big, you know, blockbuster Tom Cruise thing or something. That's what yeah. the movies seem like they are now almost. Because that, to me, feels like a lot of uh, directors and producers are not, who weren't getting enough credit back in the day when Spielberg and, you know, Tarantino were shining and whatever, and they didn't get their, you know, their uh, their props at the time, you know, now that these mm. people are coming up. I feel, I know that this, you said this guy's had a lot of movies, but um, they, uh, I think that he's going to, do really good with his career. How long has he been around for about 10, 15 years then? Or? Since the, since the first saw movie. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. About that's 20, two- 20 years. Saw was in, I want to say 99, 2000. Oh, okay. I was thinking more. Okay. I could be wrong. Uh, I think it's around uh, there, no. but, he, he, but I mean, at least 20 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. um, know, he also, yeah. James Wan also did Aquaman. The oh. DC movie, yeah, 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 which is crazy. Lots of horror and superhero. But, <laughs> yeah, um, but it's crazy <laughs> because the horror genre in the eighties and nineties was always kind of campy. It was always like it wasn't, it wasn't ever taken super seriously. 
But now yeah. with you know the directors and writers and special effects there are nowadays, the move those movies are actually you know really being taken more serious and movies like The Conjuring that that we mentioned and this new movie yeah. Megan, um, mm-hmm. I think you know they feel like big major motion pictures now you know although uh, they're making a lot of money too. Yeah, my girlfriend had this great analogy about Megan, though. And I, I think it's my only... I, I totally agree with this. And it probably would be my only negative about this. Is yes. if the Chucky remake hadn't have come out already, this yeah. movie would have been bigger. But because with the new Chucky movie, the plot of the movie is that chucky is now an ai gone wrong oh yeah so yeah right so the so the chucky doll goes crazy but it's because the chucky is kind of like a uh a-l-e-x-a we don't say the the words in in our houses because they 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 interfere in conversations uh but the chucky is it's one of those basically that malfunctions and yeah. so this new movie, Megan, is pretty much the same thing. Um, but also I, I thought it was great. I think the big the big drawback is it was billed as a horror film. And I don't really see it as yeah. a horror film. I it, a thriller, maybe, but more sci-fi. Like a sci-fi thriller. Well, you know. Well, see, because maybe, and I'm not trying to get too deep here, but maybe because science sci-fi is getting too close to reality. You know what I mean? Because maybe that's true. Because this that they deal with, which makes me want to go and plug all of my electronic things uh-huh. right now, including the one that I'm doing this thing on right now. Right. You know, it makes you want to do that because it makes you think. Like, you know, we wanted this stuff. And so if we're gonna get it, if we don't do it right, then maybe they can kill us. We don't know. You know, the robot uprising. The robot uprising is real, folks. It's it's, you have seen it many times. That one with uh with the kid from Sixth Sense. I didn't see dead people. That one, the AI AI or whatever. Steven Spielberg. And then there wasn't there a was a Minority Report kind of like that or one of the time. No, not Minority Report. No, I I iRobot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. No, iRobot. Wait, is What's that? Will Smith. That's Will Smith, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another. <laughs> yeah. You were Will Smith. Yeah. There's a lot of Will Smith movies that. Uh... Hey, I've never seen about... a bad. Well, I take that back. I've seen one bad Will Smith movie. Which one would that be? Wild Wild West. Well, <laughs> he deserved it. He was getting too big for his britches. He needed to come <laughs> down for a minute. He was doing all the other movies at the same time. You can't have the 4th of July 10 years in a row. You know, the opening weekend for the 4th of July, that's usually a yeah. big weekend. And he usually, coincidentally, always had his movies come out on the 4th of July weekend. And he and got slap one of the movies, ruined it all. What? Then actually, one of the movies was 4th of July. Was, wasn't it Independence Day? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Just don't yeah. ever watch the sequel to that movie. Don't do it. Is there one? Unfortunately. What is it called? Uh, Independence, Independence Day Resurgence. Oh. It's terrible. I mean, it's it's basically like I like to pretend that only one Matrix movie was ever made, and there's only True. one Independence Day movie. 
There's only yeah. one Children of the Corn film. They didn't have 90 sequels that were terrible. You know, mm-hmm. there's only one well, Pet Cemetery film. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, you could say that with there's all, only every... two Terminator movies. There's only two Terminator movies. <laughs> oh, we did this last week. We did this last week. Let's go with this. Give me a, a second movie that's better than the first one. Terminator 2. That could be good. Yeah, that could be. Terminator 2. If... Like, now, the first Terminator was so unique and so different and so, like, just good. It was, it was great. Yeah. But then yeah. James Cameron managed to take that and... <laughs> like put it on steroids but in all the all the best ways mm-hmm. like i loved the story of the second one the actors i mean robert patrick as the uh the the, the new terminator was yeah. terrifying yeah. the the liquid yeah. terminator dude was so yeah, terrifying oh my and God. um the guy that mm-hmm. the kid that played john connor um oh no the name i know just, i know gone. it's well mm. Mm, gone. Gosh, I remember that. I, I when that movie was, I remember that. I know. Is it Will something? No, no. It's man, man. We, listeners, this is where you find out how much we forget. Does he have a W in his name? When you're old, does he have a W in his name? What's that? Does he have a W in his name? When you look, look it up and find out? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I no, no. Um, <gasps> Oh, oh no, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. There is it yes, first. yes. No, it's Ed- no. I, I got it. Okay. Edward Furlong. See? There, See? there, there is a W. That's I started to look it Edward, up, but then it popped Ed- then it showed up. I swear to God, that's how I knew it. How did I wow? Nee, 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 nee. Yeah. I felt <laughs> like there's a W in there somewhere. But but yeah. he was awesome. Yeah, he was. And of course, Linda Hamilton is always you, great. You know, you know, when he was in that movie, Edward Furlong, he really reminded me of a right before death River Phoenix. Oh, um, just in I that kind of like, kind of yeah. like a party kid from the Hollywood, you know, from LA going yeah. to hang out with Johnny Depp or whatever, you know. Um, I could totally see just I never that, thought of that before. I could totally almost see like, that. Yeah. Almost kind of like also with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in the, the basketball diaries. Mm, oh, that's a, what an underrated movie that isn't talked about very much. He, like, like I said, when I first saw him in Gilbert grape, I just said like this kid, whoever this is, if this isn't real, if this isn't how he really is, then he needs an award right now for this. Dude, role. And then look out, look at the great career he went on to have, you know what I mean? It, yeah, I don't even think he had anything before that. He was on that uh, Alan Thick Growing comedy pains. show, Growing Pains. He was on Growing Pains yep. a little bit, but that was about it. I mean, he's that. literally in one of my all-time favorite movies. Which one? Django Unchained. Yes. See, a few still, of my favorite still ones. My, it's still my favorite Tarantino movie is Django Unchained. I would say so, too. I would say so. I really Love would. It. Yeah. What's your um, least favorite Tarantino movie? What's my least favorite Tarantino movie? That's a fun movie? question. Not saying that it sucks, does but it you know, count? like your does least favorite to, of all the awesomeness, you know. Does he have to have had does it have to be one of those eight or can he be like a producer or no nope, nope, you know I mean? that he wrote and directed of his of oh, his okay. movies? Okay. I've got mine, but I want to hear what yours is first. Okay. 
Oh, there's this one could be a lot of people's favorites, but I okay. uh, actually think it might either be Jackie Brown. You know, I can see that. Um, um, Jackie I mean, Brown good. was a little uh, underwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There just wasn't a payoff enough, big enough for Tarantino for me. I'm yeah. not saying that. I mean, it's for his, you know, what he gave us from before. I'm not saying he has to top himself every time, but at least right. give us as much as you had before. And it didn't it's feel been like a that minute since I've seen that one. I need to go back and watch it, but I might do that again too, um, for sure. My might, least favorite, wrong. my least favorite is Death Proof. I knew you were going to say that, and I really can't say that because this only reason is I could almost probably agree with you. But it's one of my daughter's favorite movies. It's the only movie that I could get her and I to watch together and well, actually and again, sit down. When I say least favorite, I mean every one of his movies is amazing, and I own them all and yeah. I love them all. But yeah. out of all but, of them, the one I'm least likely to rewatch oh, is that one. I and for it, me, this... what kills it is, and Tarantino is known for dialogue. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But uh, Death yeah. Proof has this 40-minute scene almost, it feels like, where they're just sitting at a diner is. talking about random crap. And, like, after Have a while, it, just, it made me, like, check out of the movie. You know what I mean? They did the same thing with Reservoir Dogs, though. Um, Same thing. They sit around at the beginning, talk about Madonna and all that stuff. Next thing you know, they're talking for, like, yeah, 25 it just, minutes. It, but in the beginning, it, it feels a little more organic than having it right in the middle of the movie where everything just slows down. Yeah. And you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But look, this is why I just want to say this. I, I probably would agree with you, but like I said, with the bond that me and my daughter have for this movie, it's oh, sure. like the first, it's one, it's a couple things. It's first of all, it's like us actually sitting together and watching it. And it's also cool to be able to have her watching a movie that gives empowerment to women and kick this dude's ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. My bad. It's but, been out long know, enough, man. If you ain't seen it by okay. now. <laughs> okay. But, but I mean, Kurt Russell, Tarantino has always been able to have somebody have a comeback, you know, Travolta, yeah. you know, and Kurt Russell, Kurt mm-hmm. Russell, you know, if you think about it, Kurt Russell's role in this movie actually was also bled into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And, and what's awesome. And, you know, he then also did uh, the Hateful Eight. Yes, and I thought Kurt Russell in the Hateful Eight was amazing. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, like, and it's weird because a lot of people with their favorite Tarantino, they always go old school. They go Pulp Fiction or Reservoir yeah. Dogs, which which is fine. I'm not saying anybody's yeah. opinions are wrong. For me, though, I think the older Tarantino gets, the better he gets. Which one did you say was your favorite? You said Django, yeah, you right? Yeah, I'm gonna, Django I, for me, I, I love that it's an old West, you know, like Hateful Eight, it's a Western, but I love the, like, of course it's playing around with history and it's not how things really happened, but yeah. I just love the feeling you get by the mm-hmm. time you're at the end of the film and yeah. Django has gotten hit, you know, the mm-hmm. one up on things and the story is told so well. And Christoph Waltz in that movie is just uh, incredible. Um, yes. You know, and, and he, and he started with Tarantino, if I remember right. Um, yeah. Glorious yeah. Bastards, which is yes. a great movie. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Tarantino will always be in my top five favorite directors of all time. That oh, one yeah. might be that one. might. I forgot about that one for a minute. That one might be my least only because, you know, when you want to give a reason and they give you the boxes, why it is you want to like cancel your subscription or whatever. A lot of reading. Here's my Here's my read. Yeah. I don't want to read my movies, man. I can read a book or I can watch a movie. I can't, I don't want to do both, man. I think, it's, it's supposed to be relaxing. I don't want to yeah. read everything I'm watching. I think Tarantino treaded the line of too much for me. He did like, switch back and forth, didn't he? Sometimes. Yeah. Because, because his dialogue is the thing like his yes. Tarantino is a lot like Kevin Smith in, in the sense that, and I don't mean directing styles. Don't get angry in the comment section, people. Uh, but, but in the sense that their dialogue is the the most important thing people are are in are there for. Yeah. Um. So when you take a director like Tarantino, who's wordy as hell already, but mm-hmm. now you got to read half of them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I get why they can be much. I, I there was times that I'm like, dang man, can we just have it in English? But and I don't know what. Maybe I get this why maybe, he did it. Yeah. Um, and one more thing to wrap this whole thing up in a 360, which I was going to go into another topic is Bruce Willis, who also had a comeback with mm. a Tarantino film. And when you talk about, we've had this news in the past week. I don't think we yeah. talked about it. And I, you know, he did yeah. have this diagnosis uh, of, uh, maybe it was like a pre dementia. I am not really mm. sure how they diagnosed him. I, I forget that. the name of it, but it's, it, it messed with, his cognitive functions where and I might not be using the right word, but like, I know yeah. his thought to speech was hindered and mm-hmm. he was having a hard time memorizing scripts mm-hmm. and stuff and things like that. And so he had to step back because that's just, it's too hard to do that but, and try and, you know, and then, yeah, like you're talking about, about what was it like maybe a month ago now, the family announced that he has now full-blown dementia, which is so sad because for me, like you, because we're, I mean, we're roughly the same age, give or take. Yeah. I mean, I was a huge Bruce Willis fan. Um, Cause you're, you're how old right now? I'm 56. So I came out. Okay. So moonlighting Moonlighting was when I knew. Yeah. So we have, about 10 years, hey, 14, 14 years. Yeah. So when Moonlighting came out, you were how old, roughly? What up, oh, Sketch? Uh, um, for, the, for those of you who don't know, we have cat mascots uh, that are listening that don't see the YouTube. Uh, Brett's cat, Sketch, decided she wants to be she in She likes the, to look uh, at herself in, in, the video. in the... She does. She watches videos all the time. She's adorable. But uh, uh, um, when did, how old were you? Like, Would it be safe to say you were probably like uh, early teens? Well, well, when did that show come out? When was that show? 80... Was that, I know it was in the eighties, but it was a mid eighties or early. No, it had to be mid to later, right? No, because uh, Moonlighting was before his movies. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking so, though. But so Bruce broke into movies in the mid eighties. So, so maybe like three ish. Let's see. Because I know that I'm because looking of it up his on the Google success, machine, 1985. Yeah, while you look at that. Okay, because I know at that same time as when he was doing the Bruce, you know, Willis, Respect Yourself with the Bruce Willis album. Great album. Uh, I don't well, care what anybody yes. says. Motown. Respect. <laughs> so, in eight, <laughs> so, so in 85, you were how old? 
In 85, I was. I feel like I'm J- Jackson Brown singing a song. Um, 85, in I was 17. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in 85, I was 19 years old. 19. Okay, so you were almost an adult by the hey, time. Now. By the time. By, well, you were an adult. But, 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 I thought I was. I thought I was. By the time sure. Bruce broke out, you yeah. were already, you know. Um, He's only about for, probably about six, seven years older than me, probably. Yeah. And and Which it's is, fun because Moonlighting was my first exposure to Bruce too. Yeah. Although when it came out, I was four. But via um, DVD or no, it was like syndication. VHS? Like oh. oh yeah yeah yeah. I think it was. Yeah. I want to say it was like Nick at Night or like something like something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. My dad and I used to watch it because it, cool. it was it was so fun. You know. Speaking so of that, yeah. See, you know, um, speaking of that, it's a bonding experience sometimes that you remember. It, you know, it really is, and it is. Yeah. From then on, um, after that, it was for me. It was Hudson Hawk, mm-hmm. and then Die Hard. Um, but then going forward, like Bruce, very quickly became my favorite actor in the whole world. Mm-hmm. I mean, really I can, good. you know, in through the eighties, nineties. And even early 2000s, I'm really pressed to try and think of a Bruce Willis movie I didn't like. You know, you know I was he, having... there was so many great, you know, Die Hard and The Whole Nine Yards and Armageddon, uh, Sixth Sense, um, Color of Night, which is a one that a lot of people don't talk about very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the last was the last, last Boy Scout. Mm, yeah, yeah. Where Eminem later uh, stole the line for uh, the song Guilty Conscience. Yes. It, it, for those of you who know, you yeah. know. If you don't, I'm not going to say it. It's a family show. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I already, I already dropped an F bomb in the lab, uh, last episode, I think. Um, well, no, but, that, that's what. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I was going to. So, what I was going to say was had you heard about this? I don't know if it was a rumor or if I. It wasn't a. It was on TMZ or something. And I don't want to say it was from TMZ, but it was on one of these shows that. Mm-hmm. They were talking about his, this was before the announcement, about this early dementia that they were thinking was coming. So they were trying to get him in as in many movies as they could. So he's done a lot of small roles to try to get himself out there in the last yeah. couple of years or whatever, that they've known mm-hmm. about something, whatever it might be, if they, they didn't know at the time. Right. Or they did, and they just kind of just try to get him to keep working while he still can. Yeah, that's and true. He, yeah. he knew his time was coming yeah. as far as like he's on borrowed time and like movies. So he signed on for a lot of stuff and there's the last things he did. It's a <clears throat> series about a police officer. It's like a series of three or four movies. I don't, I don't know what it's called. Um, okay. I have to look it up later, but those are like the, the official last films of his oh, and oh. the first one just dropped. I mean, they're straight to, to Blu-ray streaming, whatever, oh, okay. but yeah. The, it, yeah. they just came out not too long ago. Um, but yeah, those sure. were, his, those are his final, his final films. And it's, it's sad because, you know, even if I remember, right, I think it was Al Pacino called Bruce Willis, one of the greatest actors ever. Wow. Al Pacino um, said that. Yeah. It was some award show I remember seeing when I was a teenager and they were talking to like Bruce was to get in some sort of award that Al was presenting him. And I think he said he was the greatest actor of that generation. And when you think back to it, 
I mean, there were a lot of amazing actors in the nineties. Don't get me wrong, but Bruce just had that extra, that extra thing. You know what I mean? You you can't quite put your finger on that extra, you know, I, I was really thinking about this the other day and I was thinking like there's actors that I really like that are like, um, a certain way when they're on screen and they're totally different when they're not on screen. And Bruce seemed to me like he'd just be a badass, cool mother effer at home just as much as he would be in Die Hard 17 or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So it seemed like, like he was just a cool guy that probably his acting was so good that he just seemed like he just playing himself pretty much. Yeah. And you thought that just, you know, he might be a totally different guy. He might've, you know, then, you from know, everything I've seen, knows, he but. in like from what we've seen in interviews and stuff, he seems like kind of a more sarcastic, fun-loving, yeah, you know, kind of cool dude. But like, you also hear stories of like his infamous feud with Kevin Smith for years, when Kevin uh-huh. Smith did the movie Cop Out, and Bruce, he said, was just a nightmare. But also, we don't know how far back he knew. Yeah. About what was going on because it's it's similar to the fact to the to the thing of Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know until this year is that Michael J. Fox, this is Parkinson's diagnosis was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. That because Sam and I, my girlfriend Sam, um, her and I every year on for Halloween, the month of October, we watch scary movies all month. And this year, because she had never seen it, and I hadn't seen it in forever, we watched The Frighteners. You remember that movie? Yeah. Where he's like yes. the, the sham ghost hunter, you know? Oh, my gosh. But then yeah, it turns yeah. real, yeah, you know? Um, and Michael J. Fox is in that, and he's he's awesome. But in that movie that came out in 92-ish, he mm-hmm. had Parkinson's. And yeah. I didn't know that until I looked it up, because a lot of times when we'll do that, I'll pull up the Wikipedia and like yeah. kind of read fun facts on the movie as we're watching it. Cause it makes it a little more fun and yeah. I'm a super nerd. Um, but then knowing it, if you watch the movie, like with that Genotics. in your mind, you can, yeah, you can see little hints and like, so he was doing the same thing. Like he knew this thing was progressive. He knew it was going to get worse. And yeah. so he just was cranking out as much as he could. And like I just watched the other day his achievement award thing from last year at the Oscars. Yeah. And like, what's so fun is that he has a really great sense of humor about it. Yeah. Because he's given his acceptance speech and his hand starts moving and it starts like tapping on the table. Like, yeah. and he looks at it and he goes, stop it. <laughs> and he, like, he yells at his own hand and, and stuff like yes. it's, it's really funny. And I know part of it is probably like a, uh, it's a nervous, like a nervous, well, it's, it, like a humor defense mechanism. Oh, because, for sure. Yeah. You know, I was just going to say that. I, that's what I mean. See, if I even talk about it, it will start doing it. I have right. that pretty much. Right. I'm trying to hide it. Even with the way we're sitting right now, I, I'm not afraid to admit that part of it. I don't want you to see my hand flinging all over the place. I hide it. You right. know? And so yeah. then when you start thinking about it more, it starts. So I have literally said those same words to my hand, stop, <laughs> or I'll even like hold it down and go, okay, calm down. Like you <laughs> would like with a child, 
you went with yeah. the child. Sometimes I'll move by itself and I'll get like an arthritis. I'm like, oh my God, calm down. Cause I'm starting to, mm-hmm. you're starting to hurt me now. You know, your head is, your movements yeah. are starting to hurt me. Stop it. So yeah, yeah, I understand exactly that. I but do. like so. mad respect though, for the fact that even up until like he kept pushing until he just couldn't anymore. Yeah. And and no. the same with Bruce, him and Bruce, Bruce Willis, both just pushed and pushed until yeah. they just, until they just physically yeah. like couldn't do it anymore. He's, and I mean, he just wrote another book not a couple of years ago, I think, um, and Michael J. Fox. And I think that he, uh, I have it. He's he's still doing, you know, engagements to do mm-hmm. speaking things and stuff, which I think is really cool. And and that is a humor thing. You know how yeah. that is. I definitely was a comedian in my school. You know, being making fun of myself to make other people laugh. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the the. E grade because now my friends at least won't pick on me or whatever, you know. So right. I understand that I'll be the comedian and get in trouble through the whole hour because I'll talk to people or make you know just try to like throw the eraser at the teacher or whatever to get my people in the class to be you know nice <laughs> to me. But anyway, so I, I totally understand the humor trying to be the funny guy or I totally get all that. Yeah, I could and, tell and, you the reasons for it. And 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 the book you're talking about. Um, it's called no time like the future. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to LA a couple years ago for a vacation mm-hmm. with a fr- from mutual friend of ours, we went to a Barnes and Noble <clears throat> and their Barnes and Noble is three floors, by the way, <laughs> yeah. it is the biggest bookstore I've ever seen in my life. But, um, <laughs> and when I say three, I mean, three stories, like it's yes. huge. It has escalators yes. for God's sakes, yeah. but they had an audiobook section, which I love audiobooks. Yes. And they had Michael J. Fox's new book read by him. Mm. And I got it because I'm like, I I have to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because like I, I love reading his stuff for the same reason that I love reading like Paul Stanley's book. Um, and that is here are people with disabilities, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And look at these amazing things they do. Mm-hmm. And it's it's inspiring. You know what I yeah. mean? It's it's, it it's very uplifting to read these people push above these things and go on to do what they love to do. And it's inspired me. I'm sure it's inspired you in the same way because, I mean, look yeah. at all the things that we've done through our lives, not trying to like brag or anything, but like yeah, that right. kind of stuff right. has motivated us to to push harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, we have our pains and stuff and then, you know, you get, you get to where you just know you have to go do things and have to work and do all those things. So you just live through them and you just, that's just how it is. So we don't complain about them because it's, yeah, we have pain every day. A lot of times, like in the wintertime for four or five months, I'm in pain constantly until that sun comes out and it's 75 degrees. I'm, but so yeah, we, uh, we, we play it off very well but yeah. yeah that's what i that's what i do anyway i don't know about you but that's you know oh, no, we it's have, the same here i, have, I there's yeah, I pain all day there's days there are days that i don't but by and large there's at least a little every day i think as but, i get older my arthritis kicking in you know well oh. like i had gone to see a, my doctor about a this this conversation was about a year ago it's not been a year since I've been to a doctor, but it's, but I told him, you know, we were talking about because I have COPD, um, which is a constrictive uh, breathing thing. Mm 
it's fun. Um, mm-hmm. And sleep mm-hmm. apnea and all this other stuff. And I told him, well, then there's these other things that I'm finding harder to do that weren't harder to do like three, four years ago. And I'm like, is my condition getting worse? Am I, you know, whatever with, you know, all my other stuff. And he goes, no, you're getting old. I'm like, no, I'm only, I'm only 40. That's not that old. He goes, no, in the grand scheme of things, your body's getting older. It's not that you're getting worse in any way, but it's been going for 40 years. Yeah. You're just getting older and there's just things that you're not going to be able to do as much Mm -hmm. than you did before, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I know I'll, I'll just wrap. We'll talk about something else because we're, we're, we're all Debbie Donners. I will say, though, that the handicap thing got a little worse for me during the COVID shutdown thing because I wasn't being active Damn. as much as I should. I lost a lot of muscle weight. I lost a lot of weight in general. And I was just thinking, like, why is it I'm not active like I was, but I'm losing weight. I'm still eating as much as I ever ate. I don't understand. I'm coming to think about it. I think that it, when I started thinking about it, I feel like it probably a lot could be muscle mass yeah. that I'm losing, you know, cause I'm noticing mm-hmm. muscles being bigger on one side than the other and stuff like that because of the handicap, you know? Yeah. So I have been trying just to try to activate and try to, cause my body wants to, I mean, my body with the high blood pressure and all that stuff, when your body works double time, for the way mm-hmm. I had to walk throughout my life, you know, that's probably put a lot of like double pressure. Like it probably took a half of uh, maybe a quarter of my life away just because of having the, I'm not saying a quarter, but you know, you never know, but <laughs> right. You know, but we're okay. Let's talk about some happy. But it's all worth it. It is. You know, it is. Yeah. Every day above ground is a good day, man. Yeah. I love when but, they go, Hey, nice to see you. And I always say, uh, nice to be seen and not shown because that would be something. Oh, ah, it took me a second. <laughs> um, all that is to say, though, like, you know, I personally, you know, thank you to Bruce Willis for all the all the years of awesome stuff that he did. Yes. You know, not that he's ever going to oh hear gosh. this, but like I, I am I'm still a huge fan. You know, he's, he yeah. was amazing. And now I want to watch a bunch of Bruce Willis movies, but, uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so, you know, to kind of wrap up today, uh, are there any movies that you're currently looking forward to? Like, you know, things that aren't out yet, or maybe something that is that you just haven't seen yet, or, you know, what's, uh, what's on your radar for what you, what you're looking forward to seeing right now? what i'm looking forward to see yeah um you know so weird i don't know i've turned in because of the whole COVID thing probably being at home quite a bit i've done more tv and streaming more than i'm thinking about movies anymore for some reason i'm really excited to get the new ted lasso season going on apple tv and they just had uh their preview or their uh, for the new upcoming season drop today actually if you'd like to see that, they got the preview for the next season of Ted Lasso. And oh, okay. I also, um, speaking of Apple TV, I really like the show, the morning show. Um, I'm mm. looking forward to that. So I'm looking forward to some of these new seasons to come back on the TV shows that are in this winter break that they're coming back from. Mm-hmm. And 
And so that's what I'm looking forward to because I don't really know a lot of movies that I'm looking forward to at all. It's, you know, I really, we already talked about the one we're both going to want to see last, the last show that we did. But is there a movie that you're thinking about that you can, uh, I was talking uh, about the Michael, the Michael Jackson movie. Did we talk yeah, about yeah. that on the, the last episode? The so. other, the other, the one that I'm the most looking forward to is the flash. Oh, with Michael Keaton's yeah. return as Batman. Because oh my gosh. Yes. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Michael Keaton. How do they explain that kind of stuff, though? Uh, he, a Flash in the movie, it's in the trailer, uh, discovers a way to move through universes. Okay. So okay. Michael Keaton's Batman is an alternate universe mm-hmm. that Flash ends up in. Um, I see. I see. So that's going to be fun. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that the most. I really want to see the new Whitney Houston movie. We, I have to come over there and watch it with you. You can do uh, that. And... Uh, as far as TV shows, um, right now we're really into The Last of Us. The new episode dropped. As of we're recording this, the new episode dropped yesterday. Oh, and so boy. we're looking, for, we're going to watch that probably tonight. Uh, we're on episode seven, only three more oh to gosh. go. Ugh, stressful. Uh, but uh, for anybody who's ever played the games, you know, it's it's amazing. It is the best video game to show slash movie translation there's ever been and i will fight people on that like no it is so good um and it got renewed for another season which is awesome uh and season two is going to be the second video game so the first game is all of season one and season two begins the second game which is fun Um, so yeah, really looking forward to watching that tonight and the new Whitney movie. I'm looking forward to, yeah, obviously the Michael biopic when it comes out. Um, <laughs> I love biopics, I do too, man. If they're done, I good. do too. If they're done well, I, if they're done well, yeah, if, they're just, seen, if they suck, I'm mad. I've seen, yeah, like the, like the Tupac one, I was not a fan of that. I one. love the Tupac documentary that MTV put out way yes. better. That was a movie yes. to me. That was a movie. It's two hours long, and it's him talking about his life. And MTV puts their stuff in. It was great. I have what's, a yeah. What's sad to me is the Notorious B.I.G. biopic was so good. Mm, yeah, really great. Is that um, the one with Angela Lansbury as the mom? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, not Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Angela Bassett, man. Angela Lansbury. God, Angela Lansbury funny. Lambert. Murder she wrote being being Biggie's mom. No, uh Lambert. Angela Bassett, mix them man. together. But Angela Bassett's everybody's mom. I mean she is. She's also Catherine Jackson, you know. What are you gonna She's do, Catherine Joe? Jackson. You know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in the same movie she played the mom there, and she might have even played the mom in one of the temptations. I'm not sure. She might have played I mean, if you need someone to play your mom. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, in the same movie. Right. Is what I'm at. Just saying, casting directors, you need somebody to play a mom. No, but did she play the Temptations movie? Did she play the Temptations movie? I don't remember. I mean, possibly. I mean, I'm... Okay, I'll look it up. And she was also Tina. Yes. And and that was a great biopic, the Tina Turner biopic. That was one of the best ones I've ever seen. But... That was one of... But but getting back to what I was kind of saying, like... So, the Big E biopic was awesome. And left nothing out. Like, didn't gloss over it. It was... It was raw. Right the on. straight out of Compton movie, same way, left nothing yeah. out, was very yeah. raw, very open, very honest. 
And then the Tupac movie comes out and they glossed over things, omitted things, sugarcoated a lot of stuff. Like they was it the same people? Did the no. same people make it? Oh okay. no, yeah, the same not. people didn't make hoping. any of them. But but oh, what was okay. but they but what was cool was the guy that played Biggie in the Biggie biopic reprised the role for the Tupac movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were in the same universe because they are in real life, you know. But yeah. but it was just sad to me that like they didn't it wasn't as real as the other ones. You know, like mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody even for all the uh the controversy that went on before, during the making of it, it still didn't leave anything out. I mean, it didn't dive super hard into like the struggles Freddie had with like, you know, substances or sex or whatever, but I mean, they didn't it, have but to, it did, but it didn't hide them either. It told you, you about know? it. It didn't have to glorify him. It didn't have to right. show him having sex to get AIDS or whatever it was. However, right. got, he got it. it didn't have to actually show you. Right. Just, you the, just have to like, let them know that that's what happened and you don't have to like get into that much of a detail to be able to be believed in a movie. Right. Whereas the Tupac one, they like literally left stuff out. Like, yeah. And to me, like that's, I mean, and I understand protecting someone's legacy or whatever, but like the stuff they left out is the stuff everybody in the world knows about. So why would you leave that out of his life story? Because that kind of same story over and over. You tell the same story over and over. Yeah. All right. Like there's no, you're fine. Like there, and there's, I mean, there's people I would love to see biopics of that. There like, hasn't been one. Who? You what know, do you think? Um, I would be your love... top three, top three. Top Ooh. Okay. This so I, I know the Hitman's top three. This, I, just, I just named it Hitman's top three. All right. That's what we're going to do. This segment Hitman, Hitman's top three. I've done this like five times in the last two episodes. So might as well do it to make a thing out of it now. We've been making a little Hitman's graphic. We've been making a little graphic for it. Hitman's top three. Yes. Um. So here we go. Top three. I'll go first. The top right. three ones that I would love to see biopics of. Now, this is now the rule being money is no object. Mm-hmm. And everybody involved agrees to it and doesn't battle it. Because mm. otherwise you ain't getting half of these. Um, I would love a Beatles biopic mm. properly done. Um, I know it's in the works, but who knows when it's ever going to come out. Kiss. But here's the tricky thing with Kiss. Kiss has such a long story. So what do you tell? I want beginning of Paul and Jean's lives as kids. You do. And then into Wicked Lester, into Finding Pete, into Finding Ace, and the story of the original four members. And, and maybe ending it at the at the last concert or the opening of the Detroit show. Maybe, but you will know because, but then, but you'd have to go through all the other history to get to that. But like, you'd leave all the other ones out too. I would, I'd love to see it. Here you go. Up to Alive. When they get the gold record for Alive, that's That's the end of the short story. That's a short story. Not not even diving deep enough. I was going to say, it's not like you're diving deep because. Here's the thing. We already know. If you don't know, 
buy rent, go to the library, get Gene and Paul's first books. They tell you how they grew up. We already know about that. I know because I'm a Kiss fan. If you're a Kiss fan, you know how they grew up. You know that Paul only has one ear, all that stuff. We already know that. We don't have to, we, we don't have to listen about that stuff. We already know. <laughs> Let's start them up right at the end of Wicked Lester, just like they did on the Queen movie. Get them where he's coming in oh, there you at go. the beginning of, you know, when he first meets to become a group. You know, maybe have it when Ace walks in. I, I can't remember if it was Peter or Ace first, but I think it was Peter came in first, didn't he? I think. Yeah. Whoever came in yep. first kind of started first, with yeah. that. Or maybe have them maybe jamming or something in wicked Lester and then have that dissolve. And then or, or it'd be it, kind we, of fun or it'd be kind of fun that the movie starts with Peter Chris seeing the ad in the village voice. Yeah. And goes that's to what I'm saying. Paul for the audition. Yeah. And maybe, okay. If we don't do, if we don't go to just a live, maybe we just go all the way until the original four break up. Yes. Um, and then we yeah. don't do We don't do more with, you know, Eric Carr and Vinnie Vincent and all that. Let's just say just, dynasty. I know the dynasty doesn't really count. I understand that, but that was the last one as a fan of that era that everybody in my age group was like, okay, that's kind of like the end of that era. You had to be my age and a lot of people. But it wasn't the last one with all four. Uh, I know. Creatures that was of the unmasked. Night, you know, yeah. No, Unmasked was the last one with all four. All four? Okay. Yeah. Pete, that was Pete's last is Unmasked, even though he's not on it. Um the exception yeah. of the song that he has on and it. Ace isn't on Creatures? No. Okay. No. Ace, Ace's uh, face is on there. Yeah. But yeah. it's all guest all guitar players. Um, right. So, yeah. Beatles and Kiss are two I'd love. And then... Uh, hmm. See, that's what gets tricky. Cause... If we're just going... Are we going music or just in general? It don't matter. Just the biopic. Okay. The biopic. Uh, hmm. I know there's one. Um, I know there's one that I'm. You know, a U two one would be super cool. Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite band, so I had to go. I there. know, but like, U two would be awesome. But also, like, they don't have a lot of like scandalous things. So it right. wouldn't be a movie with a bunch of like controversy and all. Oh wait, well, got it. Got it. Nope. So I got it. The Beatles is not, is not my number one kiss. Number two Prince. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Prince, Prince would have to be my number one for that, but I can think of a couple different people. There are a couple different. Um, If you look up the guy named Miguel, yeah, I think it's his name. He resembles sounds, looks, things, all that stuff, just like Prince. Mm-hmm. So I think that he might be, but he's a little older now. They, but there, there are a lot of more, there, there are a lot more people who actually have natural talent yeah. that resemble Prince than there are people that look like any age of Michael that has real, real God-given talent, like. He did. And I'm not trying to say that's different. I mean, there's just a lot of good. I know there's a lot of people out there. I've seen YouTube stuff on. Maybe it's just a preference, but Prince and in, in, Intimidators. <laughs> no, when they're trying to. Um, what was I was thinking of? There was a song. There was a video I saw of some guy that was doing like a, I don't know, like a cruise ship version mm. of a print show. 
Yeah. And I swear he just, he sounded like him. You could say, you could tell it was live because he was talking back and forth with the audience. And I thought, wow, this guy, if it wasn't for Prince, he probably maybe could have made it on his own, but it's not that bad of a deal, I guess, to uh, be an, an impersonator, but he yeah. did have a lot of, a lot of great talent. So um, yeah, Prince one would, would be all as your number one. Okay. Number two. Hmm. I probably couldn't even think of it. I'd probably have to say like a really good, I'm looking at it right now, like uh Barry Gordy and all his people kind of a Ooh, thing. Ooh, a Barry Gordy one would be really I would cool. Think, I would think that one. And then yeah. I might as well just go right up the wall here and say like, I'd really like to see a really good Stevie Wonder one. Oh. With his car accident, even coming from birth. It's like That'd my version be... of Ray. You know what I mean? That would be nice. That'd be really cool. And then honorable mention, I'm going to throw a number four. Honorable mention, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. I mean, think of the controversy that would unfold in that movie. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. Well, that's my whole Motown uh, wall. But what, you know, what are some of your top three? What three biopics would you as listeners love to to see? Leave them in the comments, you know, or what have you. on the audio version or the YouTube video, if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, because yeah, uh, like there's so many great stories out there. Yeah, really, I mean, since, since Hollywood's <laughs> out of ideas anyway, we might as well, you know, <laughs> you know, there's always been movies on everybody. I'm looking around this room and I'm thinking like, Oh, there's an in excess box. Set. So I'm thinking, Hey, would that be, have they already made one? They kind of did. Didn't they, no. didn't they seem to, Maybe they didn't. In excess would be a good up to where his turmoil is at the end of his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's a lot of anybody that you have as a favorite artist, you probably would always think that would probably make a great movie. Yeah, like a Billy Joel biopic. That'd be fun. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. Honestly, we talked about him earlier. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Who would play that him? That man had a very entertaining life. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, I, already know who he, I already know who you'd get to play him. Who would that be? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I could see that. Because in Weirdly, the movie Looper, could... in Looper, he played basically a young Bruce Willis. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That so was think a weird about that. movie. You get, there you go, you know. That was a strange movie. I forgot I watched that. Was that during COVID time? Because I totally Ooh. forgot that I watched that. That was the Looper that. came out years ago. Yeah, you might have watched it during COVID. <laughs> but okay, because that's weird. Because I'm thinking, I just watched that recently or something. A great movie. But, yeah, if you haven't seen it, yeah. I think that was one of those late nights, so it must have been streaming. Yeah, you know. Well, we're gonna end it here. I think with that, with the Hitman's top three, you know, mm-hmm. we'll put the infographic, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll be back next week uh, where we'll dive into some more stuff. It won't always be the same topics, of course, but uh, no. it, that's the fun about our show. You just never know where it's going to go. It's just chit-chat. We never know where it's going to go either, to be we honest don't. with you. We don't. <laughs> but, but we hope you enjoy the conversations. We hope you've related to something we've talked about. And as always, if there's stuff you'd love to hear us talk about, please leave it in the comments. We'd be happy to answer any questions you might have, talk about any topics you might find interesting. We're, you know, We're here for a good time. That's what they tell you. 
Right. So that's what they next... tell you at the door. That's what they tell you at the door. Right. <laughs> as my, as my girlfriend says so. sometimes, as my girlfriend has said sometimes, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. That's a country song. I think it already is. So it should be. A, if it's not, really, write if, that if shit down. We just wrote Copyright. a hit. Copyright. Todd Gilbert, right. If y'all heard that, don't you do it. It's ours. It's ours. Now, what kind of country right. would it be? Would it be, you know, or would it be? I feel like it would be more like a Blake Shelton style. So not so old, so so sort of country. Or Luke Bryan esque. So so pop country. Yeah, like Shania Twain could like cover it if a male could, if you didn't use like a female male thing. You could, as our friend Ash used to call it, Def Leppard with fiddles. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so until next time my name is Todd Gilbert Brett Fortney and we will see you all on the flip side toodles